Hello. Hello. This is Melissa. And this is Kat. Do we sound different, Kat? I think so. I wonder why. I don't know. Maybe it's these really cool new mics you got us. Could it be that you have a microphone Uh and I have a microphone and we're not sharing a microphone anymore? Amazing. I'm so excited. We sound like real people now. You sound so crispy. You sound so crispy. You're like the crispiest you're the crispiest girl I know. If Bud Light, <laughs> if Bud Light is the crispiest boy, you are the crispiest girl. I love that. We're just really excited about these new mics. I know. So. I was trying to think if I had like anything. You know what? Nothing has happened to me this week except for thank God Joe Biden's our president. If you don't feel the same way, you don't have to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I've just been feeling like weird. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because like New Year or something. I've just felt really off. I think it's a. It's not just you feeling that way, because I know, like, a yeah. overall feeling of just kind of ick. Because I have, like, bouts of depression, and but it's not, it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. I don't feel depressed. I just feel very meh. Yeah. Unmotivated. I mean, I'm new to astrology, but maybe Mercury's in Gatorade or something. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> and they called it. Gatorade. <laughs> you know the gator the old Gatorade commercials yeah. with like the scientist guy. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Do you ever like when you're a kid you just say stuff from commercials, you can't help it? When that you, was the thing I would say. When you're a kid? Yeah. Not <laughs> as a twenty eight year old adult. I don't do that ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I don't have anything. I don't either. On this episode, we are going to tell you why Ratatouille is tragical. That was a horrible French accent I just said. I'm so sorry. I just insulted every French person. I also took three years of French and I can say, hi, my name is, and walk the dog. Je m'appelle Melissa. Je m'appelle Kat. Oh, see, you said it better than me. And, uh, promenade Lucien. I do know actually my favorite thing to say in French is when someone asks you how you're doing which I don't remember how to say that but I remember how to say meh it's comme si comme ça you know what's funny I wrote your I wrote your initial on your microphone bag so I never have to put my mouth near your mouth good crystals your mouth crystals Good. No your mouth crystals will be in your microphone and my mouth crystals will be in my microphone. Why do you have crystals? I don't have crystals in my mouth. Just like, you know, when you picture like really tiny particles of like water or like you don't think about that. Not crystals. I think they're like beautiful little mouth crystals. Okay. <laughs> I keep looking at your, your cow print. It looks so good. Oh my God. I designed the most beautiful. <laughs> I found trash on the side of the road. And she does I that turned often. it into the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. If you don't follow me on my personal Instagram, you might not have seen it, but it was a trashy bedside table that was full of mold. And I turned it into an orange record player holder with cow print interior. It looks very pretty. Isn't it just so beautiful? It looks really good. I'm very much enjoying looking at it right now. I like to listen to Barbara and Frank. Mm-hmm. 
they woe me to my woes. <laughs> Whereas the not records like, I have. Not like Drake's woes, like sad woes. <laughs> not, not my friends. Not my friends. My sadness. My sadness. My sadness is my friend. <laughs> I'm not running through the six. <laughs> I'm running through my depressive thoughts. I like how you have Barbara Streisand and Frank Sinatra and I have The Weeknd, Taylor Swift, and two Fall Out Boy albums. I also have South Pacific. I've got a lot of good stuff. I got some polka. I like the polka. It makes me feel like I'm in... Um, like a Bavarian village and I'm chugging beers and I have on one of those girdle things and my boobs are out and I have pigtails and ribbons and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Spell with a J. Beer, yeah. <laughs> um, I do also have two of Trixie Mattel's albums, but I don't have them yet. She's good. Her music is good. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like it. Anyway. We were going to talk about Ratatouille. I have some trivia. <laughs> Oh my God. To yes. go with this this has become my new favorite part of our podcast. I know. I accidentally started it and I'm really enjoying it. I'm so happy you accidentally started Me that. Me too. Cut. Let's do it. I actually wrote down a lot, which was kind of funny because it was actually very hard to find really good ones at first. I was reading through these and I was like, these are all dumb as hell. Like yeah. these are not worth it, but I found some good ones. Um, so this is the first Disney Pixar movie to be produced by Disney after they bought Pixar for $7.4 billion. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Isn't that bananas? And with that, I didn't write this one down, but I remember it. Um, and you pointed out, or when we were watching it, when it started, how like the logo, the Disney castle logo is like weird looking. Yeah, it looks like trash. So that was the logo they used only for Pixar movies. And that was uh, the last time that one was ever used. Good. Even though the new one was already created, but they wanted this to be like the last one where they used that logo. I could draw better than that. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, so this is with like Pixar trademarks at around one hour and 14 minutes. Nearly every Pixar movie shows the Pizza Planet truck from Toy Story franchise. The truck appears on the bridge over the, I always say the name of this freaking river wrong. The, the scene, right? Is it the... Oh, sister. You know, I don't know nothing about the, no geography. It's spelled like CN, but it's not said like that. It's the, the scene, Are I you think. You how you want to say it. In the scene where Skinner my friend, chases Remy. My friend who lives in um, France, um, please correct us. Please yeah, please us. tell us. Hey, girl. August Gusteau's name is an anagram. His first and last name are anagrams of each other. It's all the same letters, just in different in a different order. I didn't know his first name, but that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, and that, I thought this one was really funny because Americans are just fucking stupid. Worried that the general public wouldn't know how to pronounce the title, Disney Pixar had it spelled phonetically on all of the posters and trailers. Like the fact that Americans can't even pronounce the word ratatouille, which is a legitimate food. They just, they literally spelled it like phonetically. Do which you know I, what? Which I remember now because it had the like dots or dashes in it. I love ratatouille. The food? Yeah. Bruh, it's so good. Grr. Um, this is one of my favorite ones. This is the one that I bolded so I would remember to actually read this one. Mm -hmm. uh, to save time and memory when animating the movie, human characters were designed and animated without toes. <laughs> I don't know why they were showing their feet that much to where they thought that would save time and money and memory for the movie. But apparently they're shown enough that they just did without their toes. Because Remy's always on the floor, silly goose. No, humans. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because oh. Remy is always like on I mean, the floor. So there's a lot of shoes. <laughs> that's what they did no they were just designed without toes so yeah, but like, nobody's like that's what i'm saying though nobody had like open-toed shoes or anything well if they did they didn't have toes um oh i thought this one was cool the specific dish of ratatouille that remy prepares was designed by chef thomas keller it's a real recipe and it takes at least four hours to make so what's funny to me is in the movie did it take them four hours to make it when they made it for ant and ego 
Like maybe he was just waiting. He's like, sure, whatever. Well, I mean, yeah, because you you have to like cut all those maybe by yourself if you have like a whole squad or whatever they're called like right staff i don't know kitchen 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 staff people if you have like a bunch of them because you have to think you have to do all of those finally yeah the pieces of ratatouille were really thin yeah so interesting i thought that was cool okay squeeze I have two more that I thought were cool. Um, While recording the voice for Emil, Brad Bird always had Peterson eating something so his mouth would be full. Uh, The food that worked best was licorice, so um, San would always eat Twizzlers or red vines. I love Twizzlers. Isn't that so funny? I freaking love Twizzlers. Me too. They are so good. I don't like red vines. Twizzlers are it. Yeah. I like the pull apart cherry ones, which I know no one else in the world likes. Those taste like medicine. They're so good. And then the last one. This is only the second Pixar film not to be scored by Randy Newman. This movie is four hours and 87 minutes long. Approximately. Or five hours and 27 minutes if you're <laughs> literate. <laughs> yeah, it is very long. It is so. There's so much. I love this movie so much, but there are so many things where I'm like, this could have this could have taken five minutes off this film honestly it's so unnecessary yeah there's kind of a lot that they really overextend quite a bit like it's unnecessary but it opens up on an old-fashioned tv set which is pretty cool and the best food in the world is in paris paris where gusto is yes and he has a five-star restaurant (laughs) that's good thank you but anton ego who looks like a fucking vampire, he went there and was like, it's trash. And so they lost one of their stars. So rude. And then Gusto got so sad that he died. <laughs> and apparently if you die, your restaurant automatically loses a star. Yeah, Which apparently. I hope that's not real life rules. I hope that was just Ratatouille the movie rules because that's really sad. I'm sure that was just a dramatization of, you know... That makes me so depressed. Yeah. <laughs> he was just this this big old fat man who just yeah. liked to cook. And he liked to say that anyone could cook. Yeah. The show goes on to say that Gusto always said that anyone can cook and that now his name is used um, for frozen dinner meals. <laughs> you like, do what, what you got to legacy! <laughs> what a legacy they carried on for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, you listen... You have a three-star restaurant instead of a five-star restaurant. You do what you got to do in these streets, you know? I guess so. And then it goes to show our little friend Remy. Yeah. At, um, I'd say it's a country, a French countryside mm-hmm. um, shack. It's a shack in the countryside of France. It's a French, which is just, a, I was going to say French chateau. That just means house. <laughs> it's tiny, though. It's like it one is. room. And Remy is a rat, if you've <laughs> never seen this. <laughs> He's Shot. a ratatouille <laughs> me, of all your dreams. Also, I'm dreams. so upset because we were going to watch that musical for Patreon. And yeah, it was only on sale for like two days. It was literally only two days. What the fuck? Like, I want to watch it. Somebody tell me how to watch it. We'll still donate to charity. Just tell yeah. us how we can watch it. We want to watch it. So Remy has a great sense of smell. Mm-hmm. So he is designated as the poison smeller. Poison smeller. Yeah. For for his colony. His colony. And his brother is like super supportive that he doesn't want to eat trash. Remy doesn't want to eat trash. Which is fair. But his his brother Emil sure does love eating trash. Yeah. He just loves eating. We'll just eat whatever. Yeah. He's not. But then Remy's dad is like a big asshole. 
and does not support him at all. So great brother, horrible daddy. Mommy's not in the picture. Not sure what happened. They don't talk (laughs) about it. So Remy doesn't want to eat trash and dad doesn't want Remy to steal good food from the house that they live in the attic of. But Remy steals food anyway. Remy likes when he goes in to Meemaw's house, he likes to watch Gusto on the telly. Yeah, so whenever he goes in there, if the cooking channel is on, she's dead asleep. So he knows that when the cooking channel is on, it's safe for him to go in there. But it's also kind of works for him because he likes watching the cooking channel because he likes to cook, question mark, as a rat. (laughs) And uh, Remy starts walking on two feet so he can keep his claws clean. His paws. Is that what they are? Yeah. All right. A meal. Remy's brother finds some cheese and Remy finds uh, a mushroom and some rosemary. And now he's like on a mission to make a delicious meal. He's like, oh my God, I have three ingredients. This is the best (laughs) day of my life. I'm about to make a full feast. And Remy goes onto the roof of the cottage chateau shack and starts roasting the mushroom over the chimney on the roof and they get struck by a lightning amazing perfect okay they don't die spoiler alert so remy takes a bite of the quick movie uh, yeah (laughs) and then they die and that's the The end end. he goes to heaven and meets gusto this movie gets one star (laughs) he goes to heaven and meets gusto (laughs) that's good So Remy takes a bite and decides it's so good. Tastes like lightning, but it needs some saffron. Yeah, it needs a little more. Need some saffron. So they sneak into the human's kitchen and he's looking around for saffron. And Emil is just not great with them being in there. He is very panicked. He's like, Dad's gonna find out. We're gonna get our asses kicked. Like, what the heck? And then that's when Remy's like, No, like once the cooking channel's on, she stays asleep, whatever. Finds the saffron, starts putting it all over his little little meal that he's got going on. And uh well. That's when Remy finds out that Gusto is dead and he is very upset by it. Very, very upset. He's so sad. And then the old lady wakes up and uh, starts shooting at them with a giant, I don't know, a rifle? I don't know, guns. I think that's, yeah, the big ones with the long shooty barrels. Rifle? Two two shooty barrels. That's a shotgun. It is a shotgun. I think it's also a rifle. I don't. I'm not going to claim to know anything about guns. It's a rifle shotgun. Sure. So she starts shooting at them. She's just blowing up her whole house. Like, Meemaw does not care about her house, clearly. She starts shooting holes all up in the ceiling. Yeah. And then the ceiling collapses and Remy's whole entire 4,000 brothers and sisters fall out of her ceiling. I literally would have a seizure. I would have a... I literally could not. Like, literally watching this part of this movie, I almost threw up. It It was so disturbing. Horrible. There's like, what, 200 of them? Oh, there's more than that. But also, like, you live in the countryside. You have to expect some rats, right? How would you not hear them? Oh, you would. There was too many of them in her roof. Right. So Meemaw's deaf. So then they decide to escape to what they consider the boats. Yeah, Daddy Rat yells, evacuate! Yeah, so they escape to the boats, which are, um, it was like a like a little stream yeah a little stream it was like into the sewers and they were on it's like a barrel pouring down rain yeah too. remy 
has to go back for Gusto's cookbook that is in the old lady's house. And of course, he gets stuck behind them in the water. He gets broken up from his family because Meemaw's still shooting at him. So his family gets way far ahead of him and he can't see them anymore. So he's like alone floating in the stream. And then he goes down into the sewers and it splits off into a whole bunch of different directions. And Remy's all by himself. Poor little guy. And he clearly picks the wrong side to go to because he gets there and ain't no other rats. He's all alone. So he's just floating around. Finally brings himself up onto like a ledge with the book, which how did he get that up there? Let's be real. That would not happen. He dragged it. It's his life. And then he starts talking to the illustration in the book of Gusto. Because at this point, he's starving. Like, he's having hallucinations. He only had one bite of his mushroom cheese saffron rosemary bullshit. And he's just talking to this illustration in this book. And uh, the illustration is like, why don't you just go up to the human world? I mean, you're already here. Go up there and see what's going on. So he does. And then Remy's looking for some food. He real hungry. And he goes to steal some. And the figment of Gusto is like, bro, you can't steal food. You got to cook it. You got to enjoy it. You got to eat it. And I'm like, bro, this rat, he's starving to death. His conscience is not a very good conscience. No. Like he needs to eat. He's starving. <laughs> so he is like crawling through some walls and he crawls outside and he crawls up on top of the roofs of all the buildings and he realizes he's in Paris. He's and in. he's right next to Gusto's three-star restaurant <laughs> in The three-star restaurant. So yeah, he has this beautiful view of Paris. You can see the Eiffel Tower, Gusto's, and he's like, I've been living underneath Paris this whole time. Well, for like three days, I mean. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, I mean. This whole fucking time. Um, so then... <laughs> He manages to make it to the kitchen of the restaurant. He's looking into the glass ceiling of the restaurant's kitchen. And Remy's looking in and Gusto's old girlfriend's son has shown up to the restaurant looking for a job. Because his mommy died sad. So now Gusto and Gusto's lover are dead. This is a horrible movie. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's a Disney movie. Somebody <laughs> dead had Dead parents, of course. And his name is Linguini. Yeah, what a name. It's literally pasta. It's it, also my favorite pasta. His first name is also a pasta sauce. Yeah, Alfredo Linguini. Yeah. I love that. It's pretty cute. I'm not a huge fan of Alfredo. I'm very picky about Alfredo, but it's I'm not, okay. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of... I don't really like pasta. I'm very picky on my pasta. I'm going to eat pasta tomorrow because we watched this movie and I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I literally must have pasta. Been craving it. it. Yeah, I've been craving it. I'm going to make some tomorrow. But Linguini gets to be the garbage boy. Love that for him. He's doing really well, sweetie. We all have to start somewhere, right? I guess if you're, yeah, dead mom's ex-boyfriend owns a three-star restaurant, they make you the garbage boy. And that's <laughs> how this movie happens. Uh, so... Remy is still watching from overhead and Linguini is mopping up some stuff and he knocks some spices into a soup and he starts pretty much screwing the soup up while he's trying to fix it. And Remy is like super stressed watching him. Remy gets all worked up and falls into the kitchen and he ends up 
on a serving tray. He goes out to the fucking dining room. He comes back. He's almost getting trapped up. He almost gets lit on fire. Under I the was stove. so stressed. He almost gets stepped on like 25 times. And then he finally makes it to a window, but he passes the soup on his way out. And he's like, oh no, I have got to fix this soup because Remy is so stuck up. Like what a stuck up asshole. Am I right? Yeah, for real. He's just throwing in spices. He's stirring. He's doing soup things. Linguini is watching the whole thing go down and he is like shook like can you imagine okay it's your first day on the job you're a garbage boy you look over a rat's just making some soup <laughs> what are you gonna do you're gonna watch him make the soup what do you mean no he catches him no he does he puts him in a colander yeah which is great wow cat i'm surprised you knew a kitchen utensil I know what a colander is. So proud of you. Oh my God. So Linguini's standing by the soup and the head chef, little guy named Skinner, right? Skinner. Mm -hmm. He's like, WTF, what are you doing? Are you cooking? You can't cook soup. Blah, blah, blah. You're a trash boy. You're a trash boy. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like (laughs) gabbering on about nothing. That's right. I just made up a word. He's gabbering on about nothing. (laughs) And, And the guy comes and takes soup out to the customer's. Because he is he's too doing busy. his job. He's too busy yelling at Linguini to realize that the soup got taken out. So they're all freaking out. And then the customers ask the waiter to speak to the chef. And the chef is like, oh, my God, they're going to be like, this soup is so nasty. What the fuck? You're fired. And then he comes back and he's like, they love the soup. <laughs> Honestly, the is he like a server? I don't want to call him a server. Mater D, right? He probably makes fucking six figures, bro. He's honestly one of my favorite parts of this whole movie. He's really funny. <laughs> Which you guys can see her face while she does this French accent. She like makes her mouth really tiny. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. They love the soup and um, come to find out that the soup went out actually to a critic. And so the critic was like giving raving reviews about Gusteau's because, you know, Gusteau has been doing not so hot since he died. He only so, got three stars. Yeah. They're trying to get another star back or yeah, two stars are. back maybe. So then... The chef is still trying to murder Linguini. And one of the cooks, uh, the only female in this whole place, good for her, a queen, Colette, is standing up for him. And she's like, yo, he made the soup. He did great. I don't know why you're still trying to fire him. This critic literally just said it was great. Why are you trying to get rid of him? And then the chef is like, you know what? Fine. You can train him if you think he's so freaking great. He's all yours, Colette. So now Colette has a little, little sidekick in the kitchen. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. Yeah, girl. (laughs) Get in there, girl. Okay, I just want to get this out of the way right now before we continue. She is at least late 30s. Am I wrong? No, I would say probably about. Linguini, like 19. He Right? He's like like a kid. He's like 18 or 19, right? Well, I I was going to say he drinks wine, but in France, you can drink wine at 18. So, yep, probably. I would say probably 19, 20. She's a cougar. Good for her. She's a cool. <laughs> she's got the high low bob. She does. We have we both we've matching high low bobs, but hers is you can tell it's box dye, but it's like a it's <laughs> you like can a tell it's box dye. She's a cartoon. It's like, <laughs> a, it's like a brown, it's like a dark brown, like a really dark brown with like, like hints of red and purple yeah. in it. Like she got the she got that Clairol looking so good, sis. Clairol. She's so fierce with her little high, low bob. She she rides a motorcycle. She does. Colette. So this is when everyone else in the kitchen notices Remy and they freak out. And so Linguini kind of re-catches him and the chef is like, you're going to take him out and you're going to murder him. 
somewhere far away from the kitchen. Dispose commit of him. Murder. Are now. the exact words that he uses. He Dispose says commit of him. murder. He does. This poor rat. He's just hungry. <laughs> like I know I called them all gross earlier, but like they're just living things, trying to live, just like the rest of us. Listen, I have poor a Remy. soft spot for all animals so, except you know, birds. I don't kill ants. Like I don't. I don't kill spiders, ants, roaches. I will not kill it. I will take it outside. Yeah, everything same. deserves a life. Yeah. Like, when people kill mosquitoes, I'm like, you know, the lifespan of a mosquito was, like, four hours. Like, give that boy a chance. I mean, if it's on me and it hurts me, then I accidentally I usually. It. I flick it away. I'm that person that catches moths and let them outside. Yeah, and moth, moths are so beautiful. They are. And they, like you said, they literally only live, like, three days. So Yeah, I don't know the lifespan of a moth. Never Googled. It's not very long. Never Googled. So... Linguini has Remy in a jar and he bikes him to the water and he's just going to chuck him into the fucking water. The CN. The CN. The CN. 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 And Linguini is talking to Remy. He's like, I'm a failure. I'm talking to a fucking rat. Like, what has today been? Like, I'm a fucking garbage boy. They're going to want me to make that soup. WTF. And then he realizes that Remy is nodding actively listening like, yeah he's like are you nodding and remy nods he's like yeah i, I get what you're saying and <laughs> and he's like i just love this part so much it's so beautiful <laughs> so linguini is like okay so you're a rat right and remy is like yelp and linguini is like and you can cook like i saw you cooking you know how to cook you're a rat you cook and again Remy is like, yeah, he just yep. nods his little head. And then he's like, I'm going to let you go, but you have to promise not to run away. We can be friends and you can make the soup tomorrow at work. <laughs> and Remy's and like, yeah, dude, sure. Remy is like, yes. So he opens the jar and Remy fucking books, <laughs> books it. it. He's like, fuck you, bro. <laughs> he's gone. He, but then he turns around. He gets a little far away and he turns and like, Linguini's so sad. He's so sad. The saddest boy. So Remy comes back and he's like, guess I so. mean, I guess I want to be a fucking chef. So <laughs> I guess I have no choice. So Linguini takes Remy to his little apartment. Yeah, uh, it's like an attic studio apartment. Yeah, it's like a literally a one. I don't even want to say bedroom. A one room. I wouldn't even call There's it a no studio, bed, baby. He no, has, I know that's what I'm saying. It's just a one room with like a kind of bathroom. Like the kitchen, living room area are all the same, and that's the only room in the whole place. And then there's like a half bath. It's basically yeah, like a hallway with. A tiny bathroom and a tiny kitchen. Yep, about but that. But it has the most beautiful view of Perry. Mm-hmm. You can see the Eiffel Tower. That's all that matters. Yeah. I'll sleep on a couch if I had that view. Heck Are you yeah. kidding me? His kitchen was decent. He had like a counter space. I can only imagine the rent though. I bet he pays $4,000 a month <laughs> for that. When Gweenie wakes up and remy is gone gone, and he's like are you fucking kidding me this stupid fucking rat i fell for this again (laughs) i fell for this rat again he tricked me and then he looks in his uh refrigerator and he's like the rat stole the eggs oh my gosh and then he turns around and And remy's making little omelets remy made them omelets and he made a human-sized omelet and then a tiny little rat-sized omelet and it's so cute and one of the trivia that i didn't write down but i did remember was the fact that um he made american omelets not like a french style omelet which is apparently very different um but he made omelets the way americans do which is weird since they're in france because we have to ruin everything by being american and of not doing our we research do. so they go to work 
you know, Remy and <laughs> Linguini. Linguini. The duo. The co-workers. Remy is in Linguini's shirt. Guess what? It doesn't go well. No. But they are reading their review and the review lady and the soup. It's amazing. It's so good. She writes a raving review about that damn soup. And the head chef is like, you're going to make that soup today? Make us the soup. Make the soup, Linguini. Linguini, (laughs) look at me. Make the soup. Uh, So they're trying to figure out how Remy can make the soup obviously he can't communicate to uh linguini because he's a rat and he doesn't speak english he can understand it but he can't speak it back to him so uh he starts biting linguini anytime linguini reaches for something that isn't right or like whatever and that doesn't work out very well they end up running into the where the i don't want to call it the freezer is it i guess it's a fridge yeah yeah, yeah. literally a fridge okay listen cold storage yeah the there you go i feel like that's more accurate the cold storage cold storage too um also you've never worked in a restaurant if you haven't cried in the freezer at work so they go into the cold storage at work and he's like all right he calls him little chef which i think is so cute it's the sweetest thing on so Linguini's like listen little chef you can't bite me we're gonna have to figure something else out this isn't working so they're in the cold storage and skinner walks in and sees Linguini talking to a rat and so Linguini shuts the lights off and then when he turns the lights back on remy's gone remy's gone and skinner's like were you talking to a rat and Linguini's like, nope, nope. Just talking to myself. Did not see a rat in Crying here. Crying in the cold fridge, just and like everyone else. He has to like quickly leave the fridge. And that's when he almost gets clocked by a guy. Carrying some dishes. Carrying some dishes. But Remy, who is now in his hat, pulls his hair and he fucking Keanu Reeves under the pan. <laughs> not Keanu Reeves. He did that. He did. So they realize that Remy can control Linguini by pulling his hair. What? The actual fuck. Literally not realistic not at thing. all. No. That's not me. Like, maybe. Like, <laughs> nerves are weird. I'm not trying to pretend like I know how, like, the nervous system works, but I just feel like that's not it. <laughs> that's I de- that's definitely And what are realistic. the odds that he needs to be able to control him? And he finds out that if he pulls his hair, he can't control him. Weird. Maybe it's just a weird thing with just Linguini. Who comes up with movies? Disney Pixar. It's so good. Yeah, it's so weird. It's just like, oh, um... Imagine like pitching this story, just being like, all right, so there's a rat and he wants to be a chef, but he can't. And he ends up in Paris and he finds this dude and he can control him because he's under his hat and he pulls his hair and he makes him chop stuff. And someone was like, green light. Somebody was like, make that movie. Make that movie. (laughs) Like, it's so weird. It is so weird. Like, imagine, like, what is the premise of this movie? Oh, the rat pulls his hair. (laughs) 10-4, we're on it. I also love that he has like red hair. Yeah, he's a little ginger baby. Yeah, it's super cute. I guess because like the contrast of like him and Remy had to be something significant. But instead of making them him like blonde or something, they gave him a little ginger baby. That's true. That makes sense that they would have to have it like two completely different colors so that you would be able to see him. They had to give him light colored hair. But Mm -hmm. instead of going with blonde, which is the obvious choice, they were like ginger. Ginger kid. Ginger baby. We love a tall, awkward ginger. So they realize this um, magical trick that they can do. And they go back to Linguini's attic studio apartment (laughs) and 
they practice. Yeah, it makes me a little anxious. Um, they've got like knives involved and like hot pans and it's not very good at it. And it makes me very anxious, yeah, especially pretty... with the knife. So the next day at the <laughs> restaurant, Skinner, the head chef, what if I just sing the rest of it? Is having a marketing meeting with the Gusto's frozen food selection man. And it's a fucking disgrace. Yeah, it's pretty bad. You're going to take that dead man's legacy and make frozen food. He's They're going like to make corn dogs, corn dogs, Not frozen corn pizza, dogs. some frozen food. <laughs> what? Tongue tied. Some frozen food. <laughs> I get tongue tied so easy. I hate it. It's my biggest pet peeve. Some frozen food mm-hmm. slaps. That's what I was trying to say. You know that that's all I eat. So that's all true. I eat is frozen food. Honestly, give me a DiGiorno and we are good to go. I eat bagel bites. Frozen vegetables is a big one for me. Pizza rolls. I know they probably lose all their nutrition after all that freezing, but just buying, I buy fresh sometimes, I guess, but it's just, it's just easier. Yeah. It's so easy because it's just in the freezer for whenever I needed it. I love frozen food. So anywho, Dini. So the chef finally reads the letter that Linguini brought when he asked for a job um, from his his mama, Renata. And... Uh, it literally says that Renata and Gusto were close friends. They were not using protection. <laughs> they sure were not. And um, Linguini is Gusto's biological son. So little Mr. Chef Skinner Man is freaking the hell out. He's not a fan because just so happens that in Gusto's will, it said that if he did not have a biological heir that to take over the company within, what was it, three years, I think it was? Two um, years. Oh, two years. Then the head chef, which is Skinner, would get the restaurant and all the money, all of his inheritance, all of that. And uh, it just so happens that there's only two weeks left until that goes to fruition. Wild. So, yeah, what crazy timing. Odds? So he calls his lawyer and the lawyer's like, okay, let me snatch this hair sample off of Gusto's hat that's been sitting here for two years out since he's died, which is, again, not very realistic, but we're rolling with it. We're rolling with it. It's his special. And it was a toke. The lawyer says, don't worry, get me a piece of Linguini's hair so I can test it against gusto's dna and the lawyer's not really worried he's like the kid doesn't even seem like he knows what is going on he also looks nothing like him he literally is like um that kid over there the ginger yeah he's stupid don't why are you worried about him (laughs) he has no idea that gusto is his dad like he's literally barely functioning he just wants a job he just wants to be a garbage boy (laughs) a garbage boy. but skinner is freaking out and he's like this just all seems too suspicious i don't know like i feel like he knows and the lawyer's like don't worry about it Give me a hair sample. We'll figure it out. So Colette shows Linguini a bunch of kitchen stuff. (laughs) Teaching him some kitchen stuff. Just learning that kitchen stuff. Heck yeah. And a customer asks for something new. Panic. And the whole kitchen is like, what do we do? What do we do? Absolute chaos. And the head chef is like, just pull out an old Gusto recipe and we'll just make that. And... But specifically, the customers ask for Linguini to make it. Right. So... He hands Linguini this old recipe that apparently was really gross. It had anchovies in it and like licorice paste or something. Yeah, it did not sound great. It did not sound like a good time. Uh, So Colette is trying to help Linguini in making this extremely weird dish. And she's like, we're just going to follow the recipe. And what does Linguini do? 
Well, he's well, following. Not really Remy. Linguini, but Remy is in his hat, like, making him improvise. Yeah, he's not following the recipe at all. No. And Colette is kind of freaking out. She's like, bro, you cannot put whatever sauce you just made on this meal. And right at the last second, Remy slash Linguini pours the sauce onto the meal right as the server is taking it out to them. And Colette is freaking out everyone else in the kitchen is freaking out because i all watched him do it and then skinner comes on he was like yo what's up how'd you how'd you make that meal and everyone's like yeah it was great until he changed the whole recipe and they're all they're all a little panicked at that point <laughs> but guess what it was great the customers love it they and absolutely they, love it everybody in the restaurant orders the same thing it was a bunch that of good. losers I don't think I've ever paid attention to what somebody else ordered at Imagine a going to Chili's and being like, I'll have what that guy's having. <laughs> Unless it's like their, what is it? The fajitas. The fajitas. You just feel them sizzle by you and you're like, I want that. Oh my God. Remember when we used to go and get two for 20 fajitas with mom yes, and dad? All the time. Honestly, why was Chili's so good? I know it's so bad. It's not good. I like Applebee's more now, which is funny because I used to hate Applebee's. Well, that's the thing is like, I used to like Chili's, but now it's trash and they bring you your silverware and like a paper bag like you are so disrespectful oh really yeah last time we went to Chili's I was so unimpressed my food was nasty my server was rude the table was sticky my silverware was in a freaking baggie I was like I'm never coming to Chili's ever again I do love Applebee's Applebee's slaps I don't care what anybody says Club B's Friday night don't play with me I'm sad don't that they got me. rid of their fried green beans though those are my favorite freaking thing they had like this special sauce that went with them they were fuego and they have not had them for a while and I'm a really? little upset about that That's a yeah bummer. they make a really good salad they, yeah their salads are really good Anyway, back to Ratatouille. <laughs> the head chef takes Linguini into the office for a celebratory drink after they close to celebrate his success. And he tries to get him to admit that he has a rat under his hat. Because his toque. His toque. Because he saw him once in the fridge and then he saw his silhouette in his toque. And then he's also trying to get him to admit that he has like a whole scheme going on. That he knows that he's Gusto's son. Which if he knew, like why would he just be like the garbage, garbage boy? boy? Yeah, like it doesn't make any sense. This guy is so paranoid. He but is very paranoid. Remy's outside enjoying his grapes and wine and cheese that... Linguini brought him. <laughs> the to names celebrate. are so weird. <laughs> that Linguini brought him to celebrate. And who shows up? Emil. His long lost brother. His and bro. he's like, oh my gosh. And Emil's like, you have to come visit the colony. And Remy's like, cool, I'll go visit, but I'm not going to stay. Dad is there at the colony. He's super mad that Remy doesn't want to stay. And he's like, you're a rat. And Remy's like, no, nah, I'm a chef, bitch. Like, it's the <laughs> best because his dad is such a jerk. You know yeah. what I mean? And then his dad is like, you know what? I'm going to show you how humans treat rats. And he takes him up to this shop that is in Paris. And it's just, it looks like it's just a store that sells rat poison. And there's literally a bunch of dead rats hanging from rat traps in the window. Like literally probably like 20, 30 dead rats in this window. And he's like, this is how humans view rats. Uh, they don't like us. They just want to kill us and get rid of us. And now you're canoodling with them. So what the fuck? <laughs> noodle. What's up? Linguini. He's a noodle. <laughs> he's a noodle. <laughs> he's a noodle. Um, and Remy's kind of like, 
well, he said, I'm still going to go be a chef. <laughs> he said, fuck being good. I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, so he goes back and Linguini is drunk and asleep on the floor. Linguini faded. Yeah. He had quite a bit of wine. Oh my God. Well, because what's his face? Skinner. Skinner, Skinner was like, um, now that you're super drunk and you didn't want to tell me about your rat hat. Or your hat rat, whatever you want to call it. Whichever way you want it to whatever be. Whatever way. He's like, okay, clean the restaurant. Yeah, those freaking chefs left that place a mess, which no chef would ever do. No chef would ever leave their station like that. No. Even if there was a garbage boy, they would totally clean up after themselves. Yeah, because it's their station, so they're not going to want to come back to that tomorrow. Anyway, so uh, Remy kind of forces Linguini to get up because he hears a motorcycle outside. So he throws some shades on Linguini's face and kind of forces him to stand with his little hair movements. And he's standing there, you know, just kind of cleaning some stuff up. And Colette walks in. She's standing next to him. She's like, so I heard you uh, had a little meeting with Mr. Skinner after your wonderful critic review and all of that. And of course, because he's asleep, Linguini doesn't say anything to her. And she takes offense to it and she gets like kind of annoyed. And then he wakes up to her to her slapping him because she's pissed off at him. They run outside and are still arguing as the French do. And <laughs> Linguini's about to tell Colette about Remy and Remy makes them kiss. They're smooching <laughs> and cut scene to a coffin-shaped room. And at the end of the coffin-shaped room is Anton Ego. He's a very creepy looking man. Who successfully destroyed... Yeah, he looks like a vampire. Picture a vampire. Okay, that's Ego. He hears that Gusto's is coming back from the dead baby and he decides he's gonna have to pay a visit because he buried that bitch and it's gonna stay buried basically i just want to know what he has like against gustos that he literally ruined that man's life and literally ruined his life by murdering him essentially i guess so yeah he really did be killing him but and he's just like Oops. So back at the restaurant, the head chef Skinner finds out that Linguini is, in fact, Gusto's son. Woo! Love that. Emil shows up to Remy's job. <laughs> That's how I put this. Super casual. Like, Remy works there. <laughs> he does. Emil, Remy's brother, just shows up to Remy's job, and he's, like, <laughs> looking for food. But he brings friends with him. And Remy is like, bro, this is not okay. You cannot bring people here. I cannot give you food. WTF. <laughs> you cannot bring other rats here. <laughs> so Remy goes to find the key for the refrigerator or the cold storage, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. in the chef's office. And he finds Gusto's will and he finds out the truth. Uh, Remy is reading Renata's letter and also Gusto's will. And then the chef walks in on him. And imagine being Chef Skinner. He thinks that a rat is like out to get him. It's, it's true. so funny because it's true. Yeah, it's true. What are the odds? He's like, fuck this rat. <laughs> he keeps showing up everywhere. So oh. Remy grabs the papers and hauls ass out of there. And so Skinner kind of chases him all over Paris. But obviously he's a rat. He's very small and he slips away and he brings the papers to Linguini and Colette. And then Linguini takes over the restaurant with his beautiful girl Colette, the cougar by his side. And it's so beautiful. <laughs> so happy for them. And the old head chef tries to call the health inspector on the restaurant. And the health inspector is like, 
Um, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. My next appointment is three months away. Perfect. So that makes Chef Skinner super sad. He's like, crap, I need to find another way to like... Shut them down. Shut the shit down. Which is so rude because why do you hate them so much? It just sucks. Because he wanted the inheritance and he wanted to own the restaurant. I guess, but that's... Uh, he could still be the head chef if he wasn't such a poop head. I agree. Like, yeah. So they literally are like, no more frozen dinners. They cancel that shit Thank God. Give that man his dignity back. So rude. The dead man. And then <laughs> Ego comes by the restaurant and he lets Linguini know like, hey, I'm coming to dinner, bitches. <laughs> Verbatim. Be ready. <laughs> I'm coming to dinner, bitches. And Ego. <laughs> So Linguini gets mad at Remy because he's treating him like a puppet and Remy tells Emil to bring the whole family for dinner because Remy gets mad at Linguini because Linguini's like, you treat me like a puppet. And Remy's like, you are. You can't do any of this without me. I make the food. You're just a human. So Linguini comes to find Remy later that night at the restaurant to apologize because he was kind of an asshole and he kind of does realize that he literally cannot do this without Remy because he cannot fucking cook (laughs) at all. Remy starts to feel really bad because he just invited his whole family over to raid the restaurant. Who just are all hiding all over the place currently. They're all over the place in the restaurant. They're just hiding. And then Linguini sees the whole rat family stealing food and kicks everybody out and tells them that if they ever come back, he's going to kill them. Dramatic. Yeah. But I mean, what are you going to do? So Remy fucked up. Pretty big time. Yeah, he did. On that one. So the next day is when Ego arrives to eat dinner there. Um, And everyone's a little panicked, especially Linguini, because he's like, well, shit, I got rid of Little Chef, who is the only one who can cook. I cannot. Um, So he's really panicked. Remy comes back to the restaurant just to spy on them for dinner because he knows it's going to be a shit show because Linguini doesn't know how to cook. So he's there and then Emil comes over and is like, hey, you want to eat trash with me? And Remy is like, no, dude, I don't want to eat freaking trash. And then Emil's like, look, there's some trash here and goes to pick it up. But it's actually a rat trap. And since Remy is smart and not stupid, he's like, no, that's a trap. And he pushes Emil out of the way and Remy gets caught in the trap. And Skinner takes... Remy away and he's like bitch I'm gonna make you make so much frozen food for my frozen <laughs> food line you don't even know what to do with yourself he's so obsessed with this frozen <laughs> food thing yeah and he's really obsessed with this poor freaking rat like bro let I it know. rest so then back at the restaurant Ego has arrived for dinner and asks for whatever the chef dares to serve him a little dramatic Boom. A little dramatic. I like that, though. Could you imagine? Let's go to Chili's and be like, bring me whatever you dare serve me. I'll just bring you a fajita. (laughs) They're fajitas. That's all they have. They used to slap. Not anymore. No. Then Remy's in the back of Skinner's car in the rat trap, and uh, his dad and Emil spring him. They knock a giant gargoyle onto the back so it pops the trunk open and then they kind of like get him out of the trap. So Remy runs back to the restaurant and all the chefs go to kill him and Linguini's like, wait! That's my rat that sits in my hat and controls me and makes me cook and I don't know how to cook without him. He controls me with my hair. And, and they, they all, all leave. They all walk out. Yeah. They said, you're crazy, what bro. What would you do, though? Even Colette. And Colette goes to slap him on the way out. And then she's like, you're not even worth my slaps. And she just leaves. But do not fret, everybody. 
because all the rats come in to help cook dinner because that is so sanitary in 2021. <laughs> we love when the rats cook dinner. He puts them in the uh, dish steamer first, though, so that they're clean. Yeah, he literally runs them through the dishwasher, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. all of the rats. So don't worry, the rats are clean, guys. And Remy's like, walk on your back paws so you don't get your front paws dirty wild and they're literally making ratatouille at this point all the rats and linguini are making ratatouille Mm -hmm. who walks in the health inspector (laughs) three months early (laughs) and he sees all these rats He gets so panicked. He starts to run away. Um, And then Remy sends a group of the rats after him to, to kill the health inspector. To collect yeah. the health inspector. To kidnap him for sure, though. Um, And then all the rats, yeah, they start cooking. And Colette comes back and she's like, well, I guess this is what it is. I don't know. I'm going along with this. Um, Don't talk to me. We're going to make this freaking meal and we're going to discuss this afterwards. Like, I'm not I'm not dealing with this. She says, tell me what to do, rat. <laughs> and he does so yeah they start making the ratatouille linguini is serving tables he is that was what linguini was meant to do he is killing it serving tables he's literally like sonic style on a pair of like roller skates he is killing it good for him and then they serve the ratatouille to ego can i say this part yes and then he has like a flashback memory and he goes back to his childhood and his childhood is the cottage at the beginning of the movie with Mima. Mima is his mom Mima's probably his mom yeah oh my god it's crazy weird how that works yes. and so it's funny because his Mima or our Mima, my Mima, <laughs> everybody Mima. everybody's Mima. at <laughs> Anton Ego has his flashback to when he lived at the countryside cottage with his mommy and she made him a peasant dish, which was ratatouille. Ratatouille. And he's like, this is delightful. I love it. Yeah, he he loves it. it. And he was like, my compliments to the chef. I need to speak to the chef. And basically Colette comes out and she's like, you can talk to the chef, but when everyone leaves, wait until everybody leaves this restaurant. And Ego is like, okay, sounds good. Waits till everybody fucking leaves. And they tell him about Remy and Remy comes out and like stands on the table. And it's like, oh my God. Could how you many imagine? People are going to be in on this at this point. Are we done here? But like, like could you WTF? imagine you're at a restaurant and you're like, I would like to give my compliments to the chef and they bring out a fucking no. rat. What would you do? I would... I would flip the table. that rat's hand. (laughs) (laughs) No, you wouldn't. I would flip the table and I would walk out and I would call the freaking a psychiatrist on them. Okay, but the rat is like agreeing and stuff. Like the rat's standing on the table and just being like, yeah, this is all true. You can train a rat to do that. No, you can't. Yes, you can. Stop it. Yes, you can't. Have you? The reason rats are literally no. what they are now is no. because of all the experiments done on them. No, yes. I'm believing it. I'm gonna yes. be like, all right, cool, bro. I'm gonna give them a little, knuck- little knuckles. We're gonna give them knuckles, and then we're gonna get the fuck out of there. <laughs> I literally cannot stand you. So basically, the review comes out the next day, and ego is like, shit was good, and doesn't mention the rat at all. No, but. They had to close the restaurant anyway because the health inspector saw all those rats. Like, they didn't kill the health inspector. They had to let Unfortunately. him go. So he had, they had to close the restaurant, and Ego lost all of his credibility, but he doesn't even care because he invested in a new venture, and it is a new restaurant. It's called Le Ratatouille, and the chef is, is the Remy. the fucking rat. The Ratatouille. <laughs> the, the rat, rat of, of all, all my dreams. dreams. 
<laughs> but it's really cute because the restaurant is, first of all, super busy. So they're killing it. There's a little thing on top of the restaurant where all the rats live and they're just like having a cute little dinner and playing like rat music. And then rat down, music. And then down in the restaurant, Remy's cooking for like people controlling Linguini's hair. And it's so weird. That's, that's it. La Ratatouille is the name of the restaurant. It's so cute. So great. I love this movie. It's pretty cute. I want to eat at La Ratatouille. It was better than I remember it being. Everyone lives happily ever after. Literally. Yay. Except for maybe Skinner because he's like so obsessed with frozen dinner. What the F is up with that? Do you want to know why he's named Skinner? Why? So I actually learned this when I was in child development when I was a preschool teacher. There is a, he was a, I don't want to, not a psychiatrist, psychologist who studied like behavioral science Mm -hmm. and um, he used rats in all of his studies. And so he was like one of the first people to use rats in like major studies. No, he was, I know, but that's what I'm saying. He was one of the first ones in psychology um, and behavioral science to study rats. And so that's why he's named Skinner and he's obsessed with the rats doing Interesting. things. Interesting. CC. It's going to be so hard to. Yeah, I don't know where to put it. It's getting this. too hard. We have to quit this podcast. All right. Except for Bolt Goodbye. down there. Yeah, negative 10. I'm changing my score on Bolt. Oh my God. It's so. <laughs> Just gets worse hard, every time I think about dude. Bolt. Oh my gosh. Do you want to go or? Yeah, I can go. Go for it. Um, So I gave it a 7 out of 10. How dare you? I just, I don't know. I, I know people are really obsessed with this movie and it's kind of just like okay to me. But it is under Christmas Carol, um, but above Pooh's Adventure Search for Christopher Robin. I am giving Ratatouille an 8 out of 10. Ooh. My 8s are getting super extra. <laughs> I love this movie. It's too long, first of all. I like, I pick up my phone probably 35 times if I wasn't taking notes because it is so long. Yeah. But I love Linguini and Colette and I love their romance. I don't like the rats' noses or their freaky little hands. I don't, I hate all the rats and they're like a big part of the movie. But I love like cooking and Perry and all that. So I gave it an eight out of 10 and it is below Cinderella, but above the Muppets at number nine. I love Ratatouille. Um, Actually, the only time before this I've ever watched it, I was in my sophomore year of high school and a girl in my class, her somebody who she's related to worked for Disney Animation. So we had like a half finished version of it, which is really cool. I will admit that. Like, I don't know. Um, But we watched it in my French class. So we watched it in French. So I had no clue what was happening. It was half finished. So like it was still like half animated. It was still like sketches and stuff, which is cool. But when you're watching in a language that you barely know, I did not know what was happening. Um, So I never really got into it. And then that just kind of turned me off from it. So I never really watched it again after that. It's all right. (laughs) I love that for you. I'm excited for the ride, though. So... We're going to do it a little differently this week because we're going to do one of our Patreon episodes next week. So if you are a patron, we could pick your movie. Listen up. All right. I have all of our patrons and a lot of you couldn't pick more than one movie, which I totally, 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 totally understand because I could never pick one Disney movie. But if you gave me like a list, I just picked the first thing on your list unless it had already been picked by another patron. So there's some really good options. So it doesn't even really matter. I know. Yeah. You guys picked some really good ones. We are going to watch Drumroll. Such a good one. It's so cold outside, too. How have we not watched Frozen yet? And this is Noelle's pick. Yay, Noelle. Yay. Oh, my gosh. I'm 
so excited. I love this movie so much. I love Frozen. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. We Yay. are Anna and Elsa. Thank you, Noelle. We're going to do for Frozen for our next episode. I'm so pumped. One of my favorites. Speaking of Patreon, go go do it. Please. Download the app on your phone right now. Find Tragical. Become a patron. It's $5 a month. Our videos are hilarious. They really honestly are. You'll eventually get your own episode where we'll talk about your favorite movie. Whoop, whoop. We're going to do gift boxes in mm-hmm. the summer. And it's really fun. I love Patreon. Yeah. And eventually, if we get enough patrons, we can just quit our jobs and we can do we can do tragical like every day of our lives. We'll just record a new episode every day. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what you want? Exactly. <laughs> and you hear these new microphones that we have that sound so wonderful. It's not because of Patreon. We are not even. We're going to pretend like it is. Let's not. <laughs> this is for help. Help us pay for these. No, this is from, excuse me, this is from Melissa's hard ass work. I've been working every freaking day to, yeah. to afford these new microphones. She has been. So don't even thank Patreon. Not that we're not thankful for you patrons, but we are not even breaking even on this podcast. We're almost so. there. We're almost there. And you also just think of it as like $5 a month. You're paying for your, your gift every summer. Like you're going to get a gift every year. If you haven't left a rating or a review, please do that. Follow us on Instagram twitter facebook <laughs> yeah instagram and twitter <laughs> we do polls they're super fun yeah, we've been doing polls and they're really fun you yeah. guys crack us up you guys are hilarious yeah we really love that that's all i got that's all i got okay bye we still need an intro 20 almost 30 episodes in no idea how to no idea how to close this out these opinions are our own and are in no way associated with the film or the film's production company The cover art for Tragical Podcast was created by Johnny the Alchemist on Instagram. Give him a like and a follow to see more of his insanely good artwork and to contact him for any of your artwork needs. The Tragical Podcast intro music was produced by Ja Reezy. Contact information can be found on his Instagram at Ja Reezy. J-A-H-R-E-E-Z-Y. 